1: Hey there, this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Life topics the way I see them. I'm your host, Nina Perez. I am here to challenge and transform your thinking. No excuses. Let's do this. Hey there, guys. Welcome back. This is Nina Perez. It is so nice to be here with you again. This is the new year of 2019, and we are kicking it off with wonderful things. So I was thinking about what I learned um, when I was writing my book. So I know a lot of you um, have heard me say this before, but those of you who are new to my podcast, my book is Hit Me With Your Best Shot, How I Overcame a Hard-Hitting Life. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, anywhere that books and e-readers are sold. And so I was thinking about what I've learned, you know, writing this book, what are the things that I worked on? And I realized that there are five things that I've really have learned about fighting back the enemy in my life and fighting back my life and um, taking it down when it hit me hard. And so there was five things that were pretty significant. And I want to do it I want to break them apart into like a series because there's a lot I have to say about each one. So we're going to call this series, Five Tips I Learned to Fight Back the Enemy When It Hit Me Hard. And week one, I want to start with overcoming shame, which is something I really had to fight against. And um, the second one is the power of forgiveness. Number three is standing in my truth. The fourth week will be letting go so that you can receive more. And five, which is dreaming big. Um, My book is about my life and there is a lot of stuff in there. And when I started writing this book, I had a lot of shame that I had to overcome. And that's why I wanted to start this series off with overcoming shame. So what is shame anyway? I had to look it up. Everybody has their own definition of what shame is. And shame, um, according to the dictionary, is a painful feeling of humiliation or distress. So overcoming shame is overcoming a painful feeling of humiliation or distress. So I had to face a lot of shame so that I can write this book. And I have lived with shame most of my life. I mean, it started when... My stepfather started molesting me at around the age of six. And when I told my mother, she didn't believe me. And I always felt so embarrassed. I felt unloved. I felt unworthy. I felt ashamed because of it. And it took me many, many, many years to realize that I had nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, I think I'm just starting to peek at that. And I'm in my late 40s right so we can carry a lot of the shame for a very long time and i'm just assuming that that's when my shame started cuz that was the most you know vivid um memory that i have i mean he was abusive physically as well so when he would beat my tail you know even when i was younger i remember feeling hurt and um, a little embarrassed but I don't think shame came in until the touching and feeling and stuff like that started and then when I told um, my mother you know she was in a pretty bad place too I mean he was abusive to her as well and I think that she was broken and so she told me to stop lying and you know not say that so that caused me to have this big amount of shame that oh my gosh maybe I'm doing something wrong so one of the things that jumps right out at me from that definition of shame, uh, let me remind you, is a painful feeling of humiliation or distress. So the one thing that jumped out at me when I read that was that it says that it's caused by um, the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. That's part of the, the definition, right? So it's a painful feeling of humiliation and distress that is caused by the consciousness of of wrong or foolish behavior. And so it jumped out at me because I'm like, oh, okay, so there's two different types of shame, it seems like, right? So it's about wrong feeling this wrong consciousness or this foolish behavior. But I never asked my stepfather to start touching me. So this clearly tells me that there is some shame that is justified and some shame that isn't justified. So there are some situations where we can uh, choose to do things, right? Where shame is exactly what we should feel. And there are some situations where we shouldn't feel shame, especially when someone has done something to us that you know you had no way of controlling. I had no way of controlling this adult from touching me as a child I I fought him off as much as I could but he was really strong and he was the adult I was not and that if I truly you know believed in you know right now I I walk in this faith not right now but I know that this is my life from here on out where I have a strong belief in God and I truly believe um, that God loves me and that I can't keep acting like a victim and allow these feelings of shame that I believe that the enemy uses this feeling to keep me from in bondage, right? From everything that God has to offer me. I know that I speak to some of my friends who are, um, atheists or agnostics and they say, you know, the universe has for them. So if that's the terminology you want to use, you are free to do that. For me, it is God. And so, I truly believe that God loves me. So I believe that I cannot keep walking around with this shame. I can't keep walking around feeling like a victim of what he did to me. Because if I do, I feel like that closes the door for all the beauty and things that God has to offer me, that he wants for me. So now, like I said, you may not believe in God. You know, once in a lifetime, I wasn't a true believer either. Um, I will share with you that it is through God's love, though, and his sacrifice for me that I have learned to not be ashamed. I definitely walked in my lifetime not being a believer and definitely doubting. And I even got into Santeria, which a lot of you know, which is like um, praying to um, African saints and rituals and tarot card readings and spirit, spiritist and all that kind of stuff. I got into all of that for years and I it wasn't until I found God's love and then I found out what he did for me dying on the cross for me and dying because he loved me that's when I learned that why am I still carrying the shame and and let me tell you it wasn't easy I still I still had shame for many years I've been walking with God now I think about I'm gonna say about 18 years and it wasn't until the last couple of years that I've started to really overcome this. So before I started in my walk, um, you know, I went to therapists. I went to counselors. I went to my, my tarot card readings. I went to people who were psychics. I went to speak to um, spirit spiritualists, you know, people who speak to spirits, etc., Um, to help me deal with a lot of this inner tor- turmoil I was having because I was having a lot of inner turmoil. I didn't like myself. I had anger issues. I had, you know, every time somebody looked at me, I was trying to cover myself up. I didn't want anybody to look at me or see me. You know, and although, you know, some of these um, therapists and counselors and these tarot card readers and all that kind of stuff, they, you know, th- I think that they tried you know, I personally didn't get freedom from this at all until I met Jesus. That's when I got the freedom that I have. You know, when I started to read his word, when I realized how much he loves me and how much he wants for me and how, how he has plans for me, you know, it just flipped the way I was thinking and it helped me to overcome a lot of the battles that are within me. You know, some of these battles I had, which I talked to so many people who go through this feeling angry and betrayed, um, having you know negative thinking, this self-sabotaging behavior that I finally, I believe this year have overcome. I mean, this self-sabotaging behavior is really ridiculous. You know, I, I say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I get about a month in and then I'm like, I don't feel like doing that because, you know, I don't want to. And then I would like really mess up a long, progress that I've gone through to become a better person and it was like this self-sabotaging almost like almost like I didn't feel I was worth it so I had to self-sabotage and so this negative thinking about well you know uh, everything happens for a reason I guess and bad things happen and this is what uh, this is my life you know I'm broke I'm you know and I just went through all of this really bad behavior I'm super short-tempered super short-tempered like you know I just like flipped you got me mad? Oh, I'm going in. You know, I have a potty mouth, which I believe me, I am still trying to get rid of. And I am not doing very well sometimes, especially if you piss me off, right? So I mean, I used to gossip like, Oh, she say Oh, she said that Oh my god. Well, let me do I used to do that nastiness. I don't gossip anymore. But I used to. And this is just to name a few things of the turmoil I had inside of me. Now you're thinking, well, what is gossiping and short-tempered and negative thinking and self-sabotaging behavior and and, um, feeling angry have to do with... Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each
0: with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
1: You know, feeling ashamed, but you know what? I honestly believe that was the root of it. Because when my mom didn't believe me, I got angry. I was pissed. I I felt betrayed. I had negative thinking, well, if she doesn't believe me, who will? Right. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. That's how I felt. And those things start to develop even as you become an adult. And after I started to become a little bit older, I mean, I had a kid at 15 years old. Why? Because I was having sex at 13. I had nobody watching over me. My boyfriend was 17 years old. He totally knew what he was doing. I totally did not. I ended up having a kid. That man almost killed me. He used to beat me constantly. So the domestic violence was bad. And that brings shame. I mean, there's just so many things that come and compile on top of you. And you don't even realize it because we just move on, right? We keep doing life, but we're doing life broken, right? I wanted to make sure that no one took advantage of me anymore. So I made sure I built up a wall, a very harsh and very thick wall. You know, the problem with walls are is that when you build one, you're inside the wall and you can't reach the people outside that you want to. And the people that you're putting the wall up against can't reach you, especially the ones that love you. I was super harsh. I mean, for example, I was super harsh with my ex-husband. I was really tough on him. I would like, you know, he, he was not getting over on me. Uh-uh, no, you weren't. And I made sure he knew it, right? So I wore the pants. That's right. You know, and even though he wasn't an honest person, nor was he faithful. Okay, I found that out even more after I left. But he was definitely unfaithful to me and I knew it. And I was, I was sure, I, I was nasty. I was like, I was sure I was going to get him back, you know. And I, I'm, I'm not excusing his behavior, but I know that I could have been a better person. So when he had his affair, what was my response? Huh, I'm going to go have one too. Because you will not be treating me that way. You won't get over on me. Uh Uh-uh. You know, again, why? Shame. You know, I'm going to beat you because you are not going to beat me. I am not going to be ashamed. I'm not going to be embarrassed. That response of mine did not help me at all. You know what it did? It added more shame to my life because I didn't feel good about it. When I had the affair, I didn't feel good about it. I had a lot of work to do, guys. A lot of work. See, I think this kind of shame is necessary. The shame that I felt when I had the affair, that's necessary. Because I was ashamed of that behavior. I don't ever want to feel that way ever again. And I know that I will never have an affair on my husband that I have right now. He's amazing. And I know that I will never do that because it was so yucky. And that shame that came with doing that You know, that lived with me and I didn't like it, you know, but having that anger and shame led me to be harsh with my husband and my my current husband, my second husband. In the beginning of the years of our marriage, I was also very angry with him as well. All right. A very just angry, just an angry person. Anytime he did anything, I was like, what? Who do you think you're talking to? You know, here she comes. Here comes the tough girl. You know, you will not put me down. You will not embarrass me. No way, Jose. Right now, transformation, I will tell you from overcoming all of this behavior, it wasn't easy. Okay, it wasn't easy. In fact, I still have to check myself and my way of thinking, but it sure is worth it to me. It is worth it to me. I'm not saying that you can't get help from a counselor or a therapist. I think that there's definitely a good place for that for sure absolutely i mean this is just my own experience i'm talking to you about my experience that the counselors and the therapists didn't help me as as much as i needed the help i needed some deep inner help and the only one that was able to help me with that was god so not i didn't get any help at all from the tarot card readings and psychics and all that they are a terrible resource for you to get help from please don't go down that road Please don't go down that road that causes confusion. It causes turmoil. It causes you to question everything. It causes you to not know what's the truth and what's a lie. And if they they pull out a, a, a little truth or they could read you really well. And here you are following this, B, this, it's just BS. Okay. So stay away from that. I will not tell you to stay away from counselors and therapy because I believe that they can be very, very helpful. Now, I truly believe that there is such a thing as healthy shame. So like I explained, I know that sounds contradictory to some people, but the way I want to explain it is that I believe that it is healthy to be ashamed if you do something that you know is wrong and you shouldn't be doing it. A person that has no shame at all after doing something wrong, that to me is a dangerous person. That's in my opinion. A person who has no shame after doing something wrong is a dangerous person. Because if, you know, if you steal from someone and you have no shame about it, what's to stop you from stealing again? Uh, Nothing. I mean, that's a small example, but I believe that it is the feeling of shame in those kind of circumstances that will save you and save me from further destruction. So how did I overcome shame? There was a lot of ways I did that. I faced the truth. I looked at it and said, okay, was this my truth? When my stepfather started molesting me, did I request that to happen? Did I have that happen? Was that my fault? The answer is no. So I was able to lay that on the floor and say, you know what, God? This does not belong to me. I will not be ashamed of this anymore when I started going through my life story in the book and started going to the domestic violence is the is the um, abuse and all of that that he did to me was that my fault not for his part of it but definitely for me staying as long as I did knowing that that behavior wasn't going to get any better so I had to put down my stuff and say you know what I'm ashamed of my behavior I will never do that again in any more relationships but I am not ashamed of what he did to me because he did to me because he wanted to do that to me to the point where he almost killed me. That I am not ashamed of. And as my life kept going, am I ashamed of having my, my affair on my ex-husband? Yes. And I will never do that again. I have overcome that shame. What he did to me but having his affair that I am not ashamed of because I didn't do that. I didn't I didn't make him do that. I don't own that. That is not me. I am not ashamed of that. So what I've discovered in this and overcoming shame for me really comes down to facing that demon, facing all of those truth and lies and kind of pulling them apart if you will, and saying these are the truths. these are the lies. And which ones should I be ashamed of and which ones should I not be? And the ones I I was ashamed of, and I say was, because I don't carry shame with me. I don't carry shame with me. Now, shame does want to be your friend and be in your back pocket. So every time somebody says something that triggers something in you, you can go, oh, wait, let me pull out shame because that's what I feel right now. I'm not having that. I will tell you, I mean, my life story is out there. I can't even deny it. Right. Everything is out there. My whole life story is out there. And it is a pretty hard read in that it's a very emotional and a lot of roller coasters and a lot of things have happened to me. But I am not ashamed of it. Why? Because I've overcome it. I've overcome it personally through prayer to speaking my truth, standing in my truth, living in forgiveness for people and for myself, letting go of things so that I can receive more and just like really putting myself out there and like saying, this is who I am, dude. This is who I am. You can't shame me because it's out there. I put it out there. Right. So overcoming shame and standing in that truth. Being who you are, knowing that you don't have to own other people's crap just because they did something to you does not mean that it is your fault. And it definitely doesn't mean that it is your shame to carry. Let them be ashamed of that. That is not yours. Now, I want you to also be healthy and have a healthy shame. When you're doing something that you know is wrong, you should feel shame about that and you should change that behavior immediately so that you can open up access to the beautiful things in life. That, my friends, is week one of this series, Overcoming Shame. And that's how I overcome it. I want to know your feedback. I want to know what you think. I want to know if this is helpful to you. And next week when I come on, we will talk about the power of forgiveness because, man, it is powerful. It will transform your life. It will change your thinking seriously. And I'm sorry that my voice sounds the way it does. I am in a couple of days into my bronchitis, but I wanted to make sure that this was out for Friday because I know that a lot of you listen and you want to hear what I have to say. And I'm grateful to you more than you will ever know. So thank you so much for listening. This is Nina Perez at Straight Talk, no sugar added.